The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Telephone number is 800-288... I'm sorry, that's the wrong number. (laughs) 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. It's bound to happen every once in a while, folks. You do three shows, and you're bound to get at least partial wrong number in there. Uh, glad you've tuned in, everybody. Uh, TheBlaze.com. Go there and click on the Channels section. Find The Chris Salcedo Show. You'll find a presence for us there. On social media, on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. And uh, let's see what else. Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX, at C-H-R-I-S. S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X, as in Texas. Now, uh, some sad news today, and it's sadly ironic. Sir Roger Moore, who, of course, was most famously known for his role as James Bond, has passed away at 89 years of age. And um, I didn't even realize he was battling cancer, but it was a short battle, but he lost it. And uh, we wanted to make mention of that today. All right. Standing next to. Oh, by the way, coming up on the show. Down here uh, toward the bottom of the hour. We will uh, have a conversation with Richard Manning. And uh, not only talk about the terrorist attack, but also some other news that was happening today. Mick Mulvaney stepped out in front of the crowd. It gathered inside of the, uh, the press briefing room. And outlined President Trump's budget. And he called it a a taxpayer's budget, meaning those who pay the freight will like what it has to will like what it what it says. My number one piece of adulation about what is being proposed. And again, this will not be anywhere near the budget. This is this is an opening bid by the president. And it's a very, very high opening bid on the conservative scale, which is you're actually going to have to cut spending, not the rate of increase. You're actually going to have to cut spending to the tune of three point six trillion over 10 years, three point six trillion over 10 years. I'm incredibly uh, buoyed by that prospect. Now, again, everybody has their own. 
special interest, Republicans and Democrats alike. So where they have an idea of where the president is, they can, you know, depart from there. But it's it's a very good budget that that balances by, well, in 10 years, it balances the budget in 10 years, which is what we need to do. We cannot continue to overspend in this country. It's just, it's not possible. And Mick Mulvaney was very quick to point out that we're going to, that we are going to fund uh, those entitlement programs for those who need them, not for those who truly don't, meaning they're going to, they're going to shore up requirements. Barack Obama opened the floodgates, made sure that people, you know, who had, were driving caddies and had, you know, two cars and cell phones and, you know, uh, houses were getting food stamps. <laughs> he made sure that to lower the bar to where the truly needy were, were getting food stamps, but so were the folks who were not truly needy, able-bodied individuals who should never have been allowed to, under, to, to undergo the process that gave them welfare. But they were because the standards were lowered. All right, uh, telephone number is... 888-900-3393, President of the United States was standing next to the Palestinian leader Mahmoud Abbas today. And uh, this was the unofficial third leg of his trip. Of course, the fourth leg of his trip, he goes to the Vatican talking to Pope Francis. And that'll be interesting. Uh, looking forward to talking about that tomorrow. But this morning, the president woke up to a terrorist attack and he just so happened to be talking with the leader of the Palestinian Authority, one of the terrorist groups in the Middle East. On this very horrible morning of death to innocent young people, peace can never take root in an environment where violence is tolerated, funded, and even rewarded. That was a direct swipe at this policy inside of the Palestinian Authority that rewards the families of suicide bombers with cash. Your cash, by the way. I mean, Americans' cash. Because we subsidize the Palestinian Authority to, you know, for peace. Such as it is. So, this individual, if he had family in the Palestinian territory... Who, who, who blew himself up in Manchester and 22 other people. His family would be eligible for, for payments, for terrorist payments from the Palestinian Authority. And that was Donald Trump saying, look, this stuff's got to stop. Fox News Channel interviewing uh, one of uh, the friends of the show, great admirer of his, former Ambassador John Bolton about this. There is a bill in Congress to cut off some of the Palestinian payments unless they stop their payments. I mean, what... What do we do? Uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu said that if the Manchester uh, attacker was a Palestinian, he would get paid for this. Yeah. Well, I think uh, cutting off the funds to the Palestinian Authority is a good step. I think defunding the U.N. refugee agency, UNRWA, uh, in the Middle East would be a good step because Palestinian refugee status is hereditary. They're the only hereditary refugees in the world. There are a lot of things that could be done, but what it requires is breaking with longstanding conventional wisdom. And uh, that hasn't happened yet. It may happen. I certainly hope that it does. Yeah, it needs to happen. Uh, I don't know about any of you, but I'm I'm kind of tired of this. I'm kind tired of 
uh, sending our taxpayers money over to reward bloodthirsty terrorists. Uh, what else is? Oh, did you did you guys hear about this, Ellie? I don't know if you saw this, but just after the and I let me let me start out by saying I am no fan of Ariana Grande. She's not my she's not my generation. I what I know of her. Uh, a lot of folks say that she is. By the way, she's canceled her her concert tour in the wake of this attack. And I, I'm I. I, I the UK Daily Mail, for uh, whatever you, you think of the publication, was reporting that she was kind of freaking out over the fact that her concert had just been attacked by a terrorist. And the, the only thing I know about Ariana Grande is that she seems, by reports, and again, I, I've never met her, I don't know this for certain, but that she is kind of uh, diva-ish in particular in the way she treats those who are around her, part of the crew, part of, uh, you know, the, the, the technical folks. And it's not, it's, she was not spoken of kindly. That's the only, and the fact that she's a, a lovely young lady, I mean, uh, uh, easy on the eyes, and, and apparently, and, and Ellie, this is your generation, I, my understanding is she's talented. Is she talented? Yes. I've heard that she is. Tell me yes or no. Yes. She is. Do you like her music? Yeah. You. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Why do you say it like that? Well, well I, I mean, I'm not so into the, the pop scene, but I mean, some of her songs I do like, yes. Yeah, okay. So it's got a beat. You can move to it. She's easy on the eyes. The only, the only negatives I've heard about her is how she treats people behind the scenes. And again, that could be disgruntled employees. I have no idea whether it's true or not. Completely beside the point. I just didn't want you to think that I am uh, some Ariana Grande fan when I'm when I'm going to say what I'm about ready to say. Is a journalist who freelanced for CBS News and for Yahoo News by the name of David Levitt. Did you see this tweeted out last night, Ellie? David Levitt says multiple confirmed fatalities at Manchester Arena. So at this point, he already knows that their people have died. Multiple confirmed fatalities at Manchester Arena. The last time I listened to Ariana Grande, I almost died too. He tweeted. This is a guy. Jeez. I, well, I know, I know, right? Too soon, you think? Oh, way too soon. Well, yes. So... This guy who freelanced for CBS and for Yahoo News, according to the Daily UK Mail, uh, the Daily Mail in the UK, I should say, uh, this guy decided he'd take to Twitter and say that. He followed up with more tweets. Honestly, for over a year, I thought an Ariana Grande was something you ordered at Starbucks. Okay, but he wasn't done. He continued on. Instead of apologizing, he doubled down on his jokes, writes the UK Mail. Um, checked my phone and got this message from Twitter. Try swearing at me now. Says, quote, you're getting a lot of notifications. Want to set up some filters to help control it. 
I, be, I bet you he was. And then he tweets out this. Too soon? Question mark. Dude, you think? You think? And then after the avalanche, the torrent came in and realizing this guy will probably not be writing for CBS News or for Yahoo News. Uh, they might take him over at uh, Media Matters. At, uh, Media Matters appreciates this kind of uh, <laughs> this kind of this kind of cat. Anyway, he says, "Sorry for offending." <laughs> what? Didn't realize the magnitude of the tragedy. Wait a minute, your first tweet, Mister Levitt. I hasten to point out, mentioned multiple multiple fatalities. Think you might not want to joke about that. David Levitt writes on in his tweet, I've, I always make stupid jokes about whatever's trending. Condolences to families. That's his last tweet. And it probably should have been his first tweet. I don't know about you. Oh, <laughs> that's just bad. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. That's just bad. Now, when we come back, we'll deal with Trump, his overseas trip, as he is now finding himself bolstered, his view bolstered by the fact that uh, everything he's been saying about radical Islam has been backed up. And it, it, it actually added an, an, an exclamation point to what he said in Saudi Arabia and an exclamation point to what he said in Israel. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Conservative talk. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Compassion needs to be on both sides of that equation. Yes, you have to have compassion for folks who are receiving the federal funds, but also you have to have compassion for the folks who are paying it. And that is one of the things that is new uh, about this president's budget. That's Mick Mulvaney saying that compassion is a two-way street. You have to feel compassion for those who are actually paying the freight. What a concept. Now, now what, have, what have our political adversaries, the liberals, said to us all these years? That rich people don't deserve compassion. Uh, I remember Ben Carson. Let me see. I'm going to do a quick search here on the computer, folks, um, uh, on taxes. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. But Ben Carson had one of the, the more epic lines of the presidential campaign. When he talked about this idea of proportionality and about how 
it doesn't hurt the rich guy if you don't if you don't soak him. And then Ben Carson was of mind that well, why do we have to hurt him? Where is it said that you have to hurt the rich guy? The, the guy, for example, the, he was talking about a flat tax, the tithe. And if a person making $100 pays $10, bucks, a guy making $1,000 pays 100 bucks, then that's proportional. Well, that $10 meant more to that guy who made you know, a hundred bucks than that hundred dollars meant to that thousand dollar guy, you know, but the guy just put in a hundred bucks. He put in 10 times more than the other guy did. Well, it didn't hurt him as much. Well, where does it say you got to hurt him? I, I think this might be it. This is Ben Carson addressing liberal class warfare and the argument on that. Listen to this. You make $10 billion, you put in a billion. You make $10, you put in one. Of course, you got to get rid of the loopholes. But now, now some people say, they say, well, that's not fair because it doesn't hurt the guy who made $10 billion as much as the, the guy who made 10. Where does it say you have to hurt the guy? He just put a billion dollars in the pot. You know, we don't need to hurt him. You know, it's, it's that kind of thinking. It's that kind of thinking that has resulted in 602 banks in the Cayman Islands. That money needs to be back here, building our infrastructure and creating jobs. That was before, actually, that was before he became a presidential candidate. That was the speech, that was the prayer breakfast that launched Ben Carson's political career. And he's absolutely right. He was such a breath of fresh air. Now you have the Trump budget coming out and Mick Mulvaney basically saying, look, you got to be compassionate. Sure. But you got to be compassionate to everybody. Everybody. Oh, rich people don't need your compassion. Just soak them. That's what the liberals have said. It's like, why would you want to, why would you want to hurt the guy? He's paying a lot of money to support the government. Why would you want to hurt the guy? Uh, Coming up, we'll talk with uh, Richard Manning about that. But here's how the president of the United States was responding to the terror attack that he learned about this morning. I repeat again that we must drive out the terrorists and the extremists from our midst, obliterate this evil ideology and protect and defend our citizens and people of the world. Now, Trump, in his efforts across the Middle East, also wanted to make sure folks understood and knew the major players in the terror game. And uh, one of them happens to be Barack Obama's best buddies over there in Iran. And the reason why we call him Barack Obama's best buddies is that President Obama made sure that your taxpayer money swelled their coffers in Iran so they could finance terrorism. Barack Obama made sure they could test intercontinental ballistic missiles in the intervening 10 years to where they'd be able to have a nuclear weapon without restriction. That was his vaunted nuke deal. Anyway, Trump recognizes who the threat to the world and to the Middle East is. ISIS targets Jewish neighborhoods, synagogues, and storefronts. And Iran's leaders routinely call for Israel's destruction. 
not with Donald J. Trump. Believe me. That was an Israeli audience. Do you think they could have been any more elated to hear that Barack Obama was no longer president of the United States? What about Reuven Rivlin? He's the president of Israel and Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, and their gleeful support. Thankful that Obama was no longer president. We are happy to see that America is back in the area. America is back again. For the first time in my lifetime, I see a real hope for change. America is back. And do not think that Bibi Netanyahu's words were chosen callously or without thought. Real hope for change. (laughs) Don't think that Barack Obama wasn't sitting in, in the lap of luxury somewhere hearing Benjamin Netanyahu mock his 2008 presidential campaign motto. Uh, Richard Manning, up next, the Chris Salcedo Show, here on The Blaze. Be right back. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network. They want to stop the killing. They've had enough. We are happy to see that America is back in the area. America is back again. For the first time in my lifetime, I see a real hope for change. So there they are. Uh, Let's talk about the trip that the president is on, the terror attack in London and many other things back here at home. Richard Manning, my guest. President of Americans for Limited Government, a group that identifies, exposes, and works with Congress and state legislatures to prevent the continued expansion of government. Manning was a George Bush appointee as the public affairs chief of staff at the United States Department of Labor. Mr. Manning, welcome back to the Salcedo Show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Your reaction to the terror attack in in Manchester first, sir? Well, obviously, it's hor- it's horrifying. You know, the uh, the idea that a human being could be so um, consumed by by hate that they would put a bomb together filled with nails designed to kill little girls, teenage teeny bopper girls, who are off to see a concert for the first probably for the first time in their life, and to inflict that kind of pain and suffering deliberately is so abhorrent as to be almost unfathomable. And unfortunately, Chris, these abhorrent acts are becoming more, more and more common. And there's a common denominator. And the common denominator is that Islam, particularly when it, when it gets a big a foothold, is, seems to breed people who, and it encouraged people who um, believe it is their God-given duty to destroy other human beings. President Trump, uh, President Trump was on record as supporting the Brexit vote. Many people are saying that the, the, the Brexit, not only the economic impact, 
but also exactly what you're describing here is this this backward notion of just opening up your doors to any Tom, Dick, or Harry who wants to come into your country without insisting on assimilation is exactly what that type of policy, the globalization policy, is what yields this type of terrorism. Uh, I think that Mr. Trump is feeling a little vindication on his trip, is he not? I think President Trump has found himself in a, in a position where he's he's proven right, A, but B, Obama's policies have been proven wrong. You know, and you you only have to look at the reaction in Saudi Arabia, of all places. Saudi Arabia, which is, let's face it, Saudi Arabia is not a, a hotbed of civil rights. But <laughs> rather than covering rather than covering their heads, as Hillary did, Melania Trump and Ivanka Trump walked out. Tall, proud American women, heads uncovered, faces uncovered, and sent a message to the people of Saudi Arabia that equality is achievable, yeah. that the world, that we can do better. Melania has talked about empowering women in a place where they don't let women drive, and yeah. and it's a and so you look at this and you say. How do you get fundamental change? How do you change attitudes? You change attitudes by showing a better way. And that's what the president has done. That's what Melania has done. That's what Ivanka have done in this trip, is they have shown these places a better way. He goes to Israel, first president to go to the, the West Wall, the Wailing Wall, puts his hand in praise there. Melania and, and, and Ivanka go to another part of the Wailing Wall where women go, and they put their hands there on the wall and they pray. It's it's such a powerful image of here's a man who's standing in Saudi Arabia one, one part of the day, and he's at the Wailing Wall another part of the day, and he's bringing these these religions together around a common vision of peace. That's it is powerful. amazing to watch. I got I got to tell you, this is an ambitious trip, and I think and and actually not widely panned at all. As a matter of fact, the, the majority of the press is trying their best not to talk to cover it. Richard Manning, um, uh, president of Americans for Limited Government, folks, just wrote a piece at Fox News Opinion about Trump's proposed budget. As a matter of fact, Mick Mulvaney is right there in the briefing room right now as we speak, laying out the vision of this, of this budget, which he says we have the American taxpayer in mind with this budget. President is seeking a $3.6 trillion reduction in spending over 10 years to his words, reshape government. And I, I got to tell you, Richard, I have not heard this type of language coming out of a White House or out of government in an awful long time, actually cutting spending. Yes, this is, this is real cuts in spending. This is not just cuts on baseline. Uh, this is cuts on spending. What, what that means is, um, you know, there's a projection of how much government will grow. And a lot of times people will play the game as we're cutting the growth of government and hence we're cutting spending. Um, in this case, many of the many of the programs are they're looking at them and saying with, with an eye say, if, should a taxpayer be forced to pay for this? And if the answer is no, then they didn't then they said, No, we're not paying for it. An example is that the Department of Education, there's a program that um, it was supposed to have a, a massive impact in terms of helping people with bachelor's degrees get, get uh, a master's and PhDs. And it turns out that the program 
is 94% unsuccessful. It's only 6% successful. So they looked at it and said, wait a second. If it's only 6% successful, why are we doing this? Amen to that. And more of that that. has got to happen with a, with a, $4 $4 trillion budget. More of that has got to happen. Richard Manning, uh-huh. everybody, president of Americans for Limited Government. Check out his opinion piece at Fox News in the opinion section. Always appreciate our visit, sir. Thank you, Chris. Take care. and I hope everybody has a great uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yes, sir. I, that's coming up, and uh, we appreciate the sentiment here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Telephone number is uh, uh, 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. Sorry, a little distracted here. As I'm, I'm trying to keep one eye on what's breaking across the, uh, the TV screens, and another eye on what, uh, what my computer is telling me about our timing and all of this. Uh, looks like, see, and this is why I was distracted. One of the guys we're going to be talking to tomorrow, Congressman Michael McCall, was just speaking on the floor of the U.S. House, talking about a DHS bill, Department of Homeland Security. Now. Congressman from the same area as as he, a guy by the name of Ted Poe, is speaking. Let's just dip in and hear what they have to say. Family and cheering on a favorite team. But for human traffickers, the Super Bowl has become an annual opportunity to expand their evil criminal empire. They're talking about a, a bill I'm sure we're going to be talking about tomorrow with uh, the congressman when he comes on the program, the chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, uh, Congressman McCall. We'll also be talking to him about the terror attack that happened today and the different response that we are seeing from President Trump as compared to what we've seen in years prior. Uh, I want to remind all of you what what got all of this discussion started today. What you heard when she was saying, oh, my gee, was a swarm of humanity coming right at her. As people realized that there was a bomb that detonated and they were running out of the auditorium to to get to safety. I I, don't quote me on this, folks, but I think I'm I'm correct. Those who were killed were killed by the bomb and no trampling of individuals had taken place. Tony Schaefer, we played a snippet of what he had told Fox News last night, and I want to play it a little more in its entirety. Tony Schaefer was talking about how people are really on edge, not only in, the, in Europe, but also here in the United States. And he was reacting to, at the time he was reacting, it wasn't confirmed it was a terrorist attack, though highly suspected. Well, look, I I agree with Charles on the fact that everybody's on edge. I was in Penn Station about three weeks ago when uh, uh, one of the Amtrak officers tased someone, and next thing you know, there was a stampede to the station. Uh, Everybody is is very, uh, very uh, tense. Oh, by the way, uh, breaking right now, the British Prime Minister, Theresa May, is speaking. Let's dip in and listen to this live. ...has approved this request, and Operation Tempera is now in force. This means that armed police officers responsible for duties such as guarding key sites will be replaced by members of the armed forces, which will allow the police to significantly increase the number of armed officers on patrol in key locations. You might also see military personnel deployed at certain events, such as concerts and sports matches, helping the police to keep the public safe. 
in all circumstances, members of the armed forces who are deployed in this way will be under the command of police officers. Precisely how the military and armed police officers will be deployed is an operational decision for police commanders, and Assistant Commissioner Mark Rowley of the Metropolitan Police will be making a statement giving further details at New Scotland Yard later this evening. In the coming days and weeks, there will of course be many events hosted up and down the country. The police will work with the organisers and hosts of these events. Let, let, let me just interrupt the Prime Minister just briefly. Let me tell you what I'm seeing here on my screen, folks. It's the same scenario that I saw last night. Theresa May, breaking news happening right now in London, talking about steps they'll be taking to guard themselves against terrorism. You see it on Fox, you see it on Fox Business, and you see it on CNBC. Over on MSNBS and on CNN, the leader of the basket of bias, you see, oh, Brennan, uh, worried about Russia-Trump campaign contacts. They can't give up bashing Trump even to cover breaking news. This should tell you, you can't rely on MSNBS, you can't rely on CNN when breaking news is happening because they will not stop their efforts to bash Trump. Provide every additional resource we can to the police and the security services as they work to protect the public. And while we mourn the victims of last night's appalling attack, we stand defiant. The spirit of Manchester and the spirit of Britain is far mightier than the sick plots of depraved terrorists. That is why the terrorists will never win and we will prevail. Breaking news. The Prime Minister of Great Britain delivering an address about the Manchester attack. You heard it on the Chris Salcedo show here on the Blaze Radio Network where we cover news better, actual news, better than CNN or MSNBS. That ought to tell you something, folks. When an opinion show gives you breaking news and those two so-called news outlets can't even break away from their Trump bashing long enough to give you breaking news, you got to ask yourself, when news is breaking, do I need to go to these outlets? Do I need to go to these outlets at all? Because they won't be covering news. All CNN and MSNBS is good for is Trump bashing. And if you don't want to tune in, I wouldn't blame you. You don't learn anything. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. Well, storms are coming. It's not just a show. It's a force of nature. Hashtag Salcedo Storm. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo. <laughs> Ellie, how much time we have left in the show? Uh, uh, two, uh, two twenty. Uh, well, probably less than that. Uh, but, but uh, maybe possibly carry the one. <laughs> Do you like me outing you like that? <laughs> no. Oh, come on. Si- the silent treatment. Oh man, alive. What? That. Well, I was asking you. Do you like? Do, do you like it me outing you like that? 
No. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, let's, I, I, I choose to remember Happy Ellie. I... Salsi Salcedo, the liberty-loving Latino. It's so hot brown is the new green. It's so hot I cut the pants off my pantsuit. It's so hot squirrels are icing their nuts. That's it. There you go. <laughs> oh, now. Oh, now it's two minutes. Okay. Well, wait a minute. It was 2.20 when we started. That was, that was, okay. Are you sure this time? All right. <laughs> All right. I want to get back to Tony Schaefer and let him uh, continue and end with some, some uh, more serious conversation here. A tense. I think we have to understand that the likelihood in this case, though, is terror. And here's why. Uh, the symbology of trying to do an act like this when President uh, Trump is in Europe uh, or in, on a trip in, in Israel right now is very important to the idea that uh, they can reach out and touch people. Secondly, uh, the, uh, we had an attack back in March. Uh, in uh, Parliament, uh, the driver killing people on uh, on the bridge there. You know, and that that's fair to point out. We had that individual was talking to MSNBS from the UK and saying, and she was an Ariana Grande concert goer. I can't remember when this ever touched me. It's like back in March, there was a terrorist attack. And it makes you, well, I don't have to wonder because I see evidence here of it in the United States of a biased press determined to keep the reality of radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorism away from their people. And it's even more indoctrinating and more insidious over in the UK, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me on that. But you can rest assured, if you're over in the UK, you can listen to The Chris Salcedo Show, and we will cover news a lot more efficiently and expediently than the BBC and certainly than anybody over here in the United States. That's going to do it, everybody, for the Chris Salcedo Show. Remember, a society's worth isn't measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for we, the people. Have yourselves a great day, everybody. Back tomorrow on The Blaze. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze Radio Network.